up, everyone? Welcome back. Episode four of our season three. Chris, how we doing? Season three. Great. Season three. <laughs> it's rolling. Yeah, how are you today, David? I'm good. I'm good. Got a lot of things happening. Football's coming back starting this week. College football. NFL starts next week. Minnesota State Fair. A lot, a lot of good things. Yeah. A lot of good things. That's true. Can't beat the fair. Yeah. Except for football. Well, you know, uh, if you want to keep talking about good things, Twins took three out of four from the Rangers. Yeah. They play the Guardians right now, and then they also go to Texas coming up for a four-game series. That's a big series. Gopher football is back. They play Thursday tonight against Nebraska at home. Winchill, unfortunately, lost in the first round to the New York Shred. Oh, no, not... The Salt Lake Shred. Sorry. New York beat the Shred in the championship. Good season, though. Minnesota Loons are very average. They're 8-8-8 eight, eight, and eight overall. They are t- they tied Seattle, eight, and then they played Colorado. Eight. Yeah, they need to pick it up if they want to make the final. The wow, player. that's so incredible. Kind of on the cusp, yeah. 8-8-8. Eight, eight, and eight. Yeah, 8-8-8. Eight, eight, and eight. Some would say the average team. So do you think they'll win one, lose one, draw one? I think they'll beat Colorado. Colorado's the worst team in our little side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we did actually watch Colorado play a game against St. Louis, which was tough. This, but that could be the tie. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It would be crazy if they finished nine, nine, nine. That's kind of cool. Do they only have three more games left? They don't have a lot. I don't know exactly how many they have, but it's it's coming up because they were talking when I was watching the game. They have to have more than three games because I saw that the uh, that Miami has like the third best odds to win the championship and they're like the second worst team so they have to have enough games to get back into it okay yeah that's like 10 oh so they have one two three four five six seven eight nine yeah 10 more games so if they oh they can't finish exactly dang it that'd be kind of cool damn that's unfortunate well what can you do yep um Shall we move on to roundtable? Let's do it, baby. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so mine is college football, and Miami of Ohio plays Miami, Florida this weekend. And when they were interviewing the quarterback of Miami of Ohio, the reporter asked him a question, and and the quarterback responded by saying, well, you know, we'll see where the real Miami is. And then the, they were like, is it not... Are you saying that the real Miami isn't in Coral Gables? Or are you saying that it's in wherever in Ohio that Miami of Ohio is? And he goes, we'll just see this weekend. So as if Miami didn't need an additional reason to beat the crap out of Miami of Ohio, now they uh, got the quarterback kind of talking out of his butt. And yeah. We'll see how that works for him. Yeah. I always think it's interesting. Like the teams, obviously like, I, okay, the confidence sure is there, but why not just be? You can be confident. Like you can be confident. You don't have to be like, dude, you don't have to fuel the fire. Just be confident and be like, hey, I think we're ready to play. Like, it'll be a good matchup. Done. Yeah. I mean, these guys have such big egos. And I, I mean, great. I know you're trying to pump up your team, but dude, now if you don't perform, you're just going to get shit on, basically. Like, oh, you're going mean, to torn to shreds. Come on. Yeah. So, so if you were the coach, would you be pissed at your quarterback for saying that? Or would you be like, Love the confidence, or would you say something else? I think there's a fine. I mean, I think there's both. Obviously, the quarterback in probably, this situation. 
Yeah, he's probably the captain of the team, to be honest. But it's yeah. also there's a reason why he was getting it. Really yeah, well. I like the comp. I do like the confidence to an extent, but now it's almost like okay, let's prove it. Like you got to prove it now. You got to back up what you're saying. If you don't, then just yeah. shut up for the rest of the year. Don't say another word. <laughs> don't be talking that talk the rest of the year because I mean, just this has got to be their biggest game. Oh, 100. Like biggest. I mean, you could put yourself on the map if you beat Miami. Yeah, first game of the year. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying like on the map like top 25. I'm just saying like, okay, wow, that was a good win. Mm-hmm. This team might be decent. Yeah, this quarterback might be able to talk that talk. Yeah, or he okay. just sucks. Yeah, but what do you got NFL wise? Yeah, so a lot of people fantasy football drafts coming up. We'll talk that later. But big news: Jonathan Taylor was not traded, mm-hmm. put on the PUP list, so he's going to miss the first four games of the season for the Colts. Then who knows? Then who knows? But there's also some other players. Kareem Hunt, possible. You got Carson Wentz. Chiefs love Carson Wentz, apparently. Might go to the Chiefs, back up Mahomes. That would be wild. Never going to play. It would be kind of cool. And then... It's good to have a good backup, though. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. I think it's like with Jonathan Taylor. Like, he's obviously a top-tier talent, but... I don't know. Last year, he wasn't very good. He had one good season. I mean, he's, he's a good player. But I also think it's just like the Colts are just... I don't even think he'd be a good fit for the Colts. I think you just got to let Anthony Richardson have a more like mobile running back and let Anthony Richardson run. Like I feel like when they were had Jonathan Taylor two years ago when he was a stud, it was like, okay, let's just hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Now it's like Anthony Richardson's kind of more the focal point. So hopefully Anthony, Jonathan Taylor can find someone new. Yeah, but having a good running back would take pressure off of the quarterback that isn't necessarily known for his great passing ability. Yeah, 100%. But I think it would also, what I'm saying is it would also diminish him a little bit. Like, they're not going to hand it off as much. They might do, like, read actions. I'm saying if he goes to a team... Yeah, that, so you would need a good running back. Yeah, to an extent. I just don't think he's a good fit there, and obviously he doesn't want to play there. You have to kind of almost now get rid of him. Well, you have There's a trade trade option. I think if it was... If 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 you were if they were able to mend the relationship, then I think it would be a great situation because Anthony Richardson's young, Jonathan Taylor's young, and so if you have a really good running back with a really good running quarterback, you can do those types of plays. Whereas if you don't have a good running back, like if you're if you have whoever they have on their roster now, in addition, like behind Jonathan Taylor, then those aren't guys that you can hand the ball off if Anthony Richardson starts to struggle, right? Like, you need the best players that you can to surround your young quarterback. And if you're taking away the best player on the team, then probably not a good option. Yeah. I mean, their backups are Zach Moss, who just had surgery out the first at least six weeks, and then Deion Jackson, Evan Holt. Yeah. So, yeah, you wonder if they'll come potentially now look at Kareem Hunt. I mean, they need a guy. Who's they gonna, have to. You got to do something. That's literally not an option. Like they have to. I mean, two of their four wide receivers are also on the IR. Going to be a tough year for them, but I just think it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't even know how you uh, I don't even know how you mend that relationship. You just put the guy in the no, PUP you list. Can't. You have no. to trade him. Now. Well, the PUP list is basically saying I think that there could be something that is that's physically unable to perform list. So I think that he actually might be injured. They just, he just hasn't done anything in training camp, so nobody knows, oh, yeah, he's hurt, or oh, yeah, no, he's good. Yeah. You don't really know, so nobody can really say anything for sure. Yeah. It'll just be interesting to what happens after week four. 
Like, will teams want him? Will teams do? I mean, I don't or know. Or will he even be able to play? Right. So, we'll wait and see. I don't know. Uh, my thing was kind of related to the different cuts and everything, but the Arizona Cardinals are doing who knows what with their roster because they're basically saying, hey, we want Caleb Williams number one because they're cutting all the guys that we're going to play. They c- cut Colt McCoy, who's going to be their starting quarterback. And yeah. now they only have a fifth-round rookie. And a guy that they literally traded for last week, at the end of last week. And I don't even think he played in the preseason for him because he didn't wasn't there in time. So those are the best two options that you have until Kyle Murray comes back, who is also on the PUP list, can't play for the first four weeks. It's wild to me. Well, I also think it's crazy, too, with Kyler Murray. Who knows how he's going to play when he comes back? I mean, he's a running quarterback, but he tore his ACL. I mean, he... Yeah. He's not going to be able to run, I don't think, the exact same. You're also not going to want him to run and get hit. But it will be interesting to see if this is Kyler Murray's. I mean, once they get... I don't even know they if get he the first would want to play with them. Right. They're, they almost literally There's are There's no point. And now they have a new football coach. They have a new coach. Yeah. They're a weirdo. But they have a new coach. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like it's hard because it's like, okay, so you bring Kyler Murray back? Probably not because by the time you're going to be 0-4. That just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, so you're basically playing these randoms. I don't even know if he would be able to come back right after four games. Like, I think he'll still be out. Yeah, I'm just wondering, do you think it'll be Kyler Murray's last game as a Cardinal? Like, this will be his... He's already played it? Yeah, like, he won't even come back this whole year. He'll basically just be like, I want to relax. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a possibility that the Vikes might grab him. Would you want him? I think so. You'd want if him? we don't take, if we don't bring back Kirk for, a would you rather have Kirk or would you ever rather have Kyler? Because Kyler's going to cost a decent amount of money. I feel like. Yeah, he has got a high contract. I don't know the contractual things, but you know, I think it's a possibility. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything else for the NFL? No, You're that's good. it. All right, let's do beer and seltzer, or sorry, beer. beer. We're finishing up the list. Yeah, okay. So we did the first two Surleys last week. We did the... Uh, first Ave. The first Ave and oh, the man. Big Logic. Yeah. The No, Logic. Logic Bomb. Logic Bomb. Big Logic. <laughs> big Logic. <laughs> uh, the JPA. Yeah. And uh, so now we got... They're both probably... Not probably... This is their most famous beer. I would say so. Surly Furious. It, it, it is an IPA, but I think it's marketed as an easier drinking IPA. I think. Yeah. Not as easy to drink as IPA. JPA. Indian Pale Ale. Indian Pale Ale. Shout baby. out to the people. Yeah. Hey, we're glad we can provide some entertainment and some uh, relevant information. So now you guys will never forget IPA, yeah, India Pale Ale. Uh, so dark, dark. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's like a rich brown. It's a good... Uh, it's like a mocha brown. No, not that Not that dark. I would say it's honestly pretty light compared to what... Is it just mocha. an IPA or a double IPA? No, or, regular. Regular? Just, just a regular IPA. So that's number one. Number two, it's a little bit more... Uh, what what would you say? Special Specialty beer? Is it more of a sour? Um, it's a tart ale, so yes, it will likely be a little bit sour. Okay. Uh, obviously from Surly. Grapefruit Supreme. It's a tart ale with grapefruit added. So you think it'll be light? Yeah. It'll, it's, the three things to describe it are tart, citrus, refreshing. So it's almost like a seltzer. No. 
I think it'll be like a grapefruit sour, but maybe not quite as uh, sour, but it'll be tart. citrusy though. Oh, these bubbles never go down. Alright, so we're going to start with the Surly Furious. Same kind of thing. It's got the... It's got the ripier float vibe. Yeah, the opening bubbles. Whoa, look at that. Look at the glass where the bubbles are. Wild. Alright, Surly Furious. First. What are you talking about? A nice golden color. Maybe not a mocha. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's it. It's a oh, typical yeah. IPA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, can, uh, you can't beat that. Well, you can. There's a lot of things that can beat it. Um, But, yeah, this is your typical IPA. I mean, this tastes, I would say, significantly different than the JPA. I think the JPA was a lot easier to drink. I think when this hits your mouth, this is tough to drink. I'm just not a big IPA guy, though. So this is your IPA. Yeah. And I will say, like you said, a lot, a, classic love, yeah. a lot of people love... Yeah. Because a lot of people love person, this is your... Yeah. Jam. And a lot of people love Surly Furious. I mean, a lot of people love it. Like, I've seen people drink this at, like, weddings. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel like it's like, hey, if you do, like, IPAs, this is your IPA go-to. Yeah. Like, you've had one of these. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's definitely... I don't know if I can think of any other... Uh, Dude, I don't know what it is. Um, any other IPA that's more popular in Minnesota? No, this is for sure the fun. I mean, that red can, you see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are tough to drink. I mean, I've seen people, like, these are more, I think, like, if you wanted one or two and you liked IPA, okay, these are solid one or two beers. Well, I think that's that's the IPA's like, calling card. You ain't drinking them to get, like, you ain't drinking them at a house party. I I think, that's why when I see people drink them at a wedding, I'm like, I think dang. that's the IPA's con card. You ain't drinking an IPA to drink seven of them. Yeah. You're going to be you're dying. You're a madman if you are. Or a mad woman. Mad person. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Bed. <laughs> All right, what are you giving it? Four, two. Four, two. I think it's, but I don't like IPAs. Okay, so, so like I said, like I said, a lot of people IPA love the scale. IPAs. Your IPA this is, scale. I think it's just your average IPA. I think at the same time, like, there's nothing really that blows me out of the water. I mean, it does taste like an IPA. It's just thick to drink. Mm -hmm. When it hits your mouth, it's like, whoa. Whoa, baby. That's right. Uh, I'm going to give it a five, seven. Five, seven. Yep. Okay. I think in terms of IPAs, I would say it's... I mean, it's your run-of-the-mill IPA, but yeah. probably just a tiny bit better, Yeah, I think. I mean, most people like it. That's what I was saying, so. If I was an IPA guy, be higher. It would be higher. 100%. But I think it's a respectable score and a respectable IPA for those that like it. So obviously, our scale is going to be a little bit lower. lower. Right. For IPAs because it's not necessarily our jam. Right. There you go. All right. We're moving on to the grapefruit. This definitely smells fruitier. It's citrus, tart, refreshing. That's a three. Let me know if you 
taste all Ooh, three. that's decent though. It's like a... You can smell the tartness. Yeah, it's like a sour... It's like you almost... You just bit into a grapefruit. There's a lot of flavor there. Yeah. I'm saying... It's tart. On a scale of 1 to 10 flavorful, it's this tart. is in the 8s and 9s. It's tart. It's tart. What else is tart? Do you know? Other foods that you think are tart? Mm. Just grapefruit? A warhead? Mm. Man. Oh, my school days. Mm-hmm. Black. Black one. That used to be like the apparently like the sourest one, but it never was very sour. No, I never really got onto that. You never got into the warheads. No, I just didn't really want to do the black one because oh. I oh. didn't yes. want to have the most sour one you could have. That's fair. Yeah, everyone. I feel like That's I was more of a blue, up. more of a blue guy. I think there was a pink one that was decent too, but hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. How often do you have uh, Warheads? grapefruit? Oh, grapefruit. I don't have it at all. Yeah. I actually will say the few times I've had it are like, uh, like this sounds weird, but like probably not the best, but like at a hotel, at a hotel breakfast, like the next, they might have grapefruit and I'll just have one. Really? Yeah. That's one. one of the things that you get at a hotel breakfast? Yeah, it's fruit. It's good for you. There's usually oranges, bananas, grapefruit, and then some eggs that have been probably sitting there for a few hours. And it's yeah, amazing. I just think that's wild that that's the thing that you get at well, a hotel Well, it's not the only practice. thing I get. I know, but still. Not bad for you. Grapefruit's got to have some value. No, I know it's good for you, but I just think it's very interesting that that's what you would get. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had grapefruit besides that. Maybe at a restaurant if they give you like an assortment of fruit. So. Hmm. Honestly, I feel like this one is tough to, uh, it's proving tough to rate. That's what we do for the Trying to put my finger on it. Alright. Alright, whenever you're ready. I'm giving it a 7.5. Okay. Because I, I mean, I kind of like the sours. I think it's pretty good. It, it ha- like I said before, the flavor is there. The flavor is there. It's easy to drink. I mean, it's just to me, it's one of those things where it's like okay, and they're very light, so I could have multiple if I wanted multiple mm-hmm. easily. So yep, I think uh, well, I'm giving it a seven eight. Seven eight. Yep. Uh, good score there. Good scores. Uh, I definitely get the refreshingness. Yeah. So like on a hot day, if if I need something to quench my thirst, this is what you're going with. This thing is gonna money. be money. Yeah. It uh, it actually reminds me, and I don't know how many people will know this reference. I know my mom will for sure, but it reminds me of the ginger beer that I was a big fan of down in Houston when I lived down there. Oh, like to mix with stuff? It, it wasn't a ginger... It wasn't just a ginger beer, but it was a... Uh, what kind of... It, uh... There was a... I don't... I'm, I feel like I should say the actual name. It was from a brewery down there um, called Carbock. Was it like... Was it a beverage? Yeah. It, uh, yes, right there. Lemon ginger. Oh. Lemon ginger rattler. There you go. If you're ever in there, what is that, Houston? Yeah, Houston. Nice. 
It uh, it reminds me of this, and it that was like my favorite beer when I was down there. And yeah, so we brought up a bunch of different packs, a bunch of the packs of this beer. Yep. And uh, I have a glass that says lemon lemon ginger rattler from Carbach Brewing. But anyways, it reminds me of that, and I was a big fan of that. This one is maybe a little bit more tart, so it's a little bit lower than I would say where this is. Yeah. However, I do think this is a solid beer. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I think like I said, it like you said, it's refreshing. It's easy to drink. It's almost like it's like a seltzer, but actually doesn't have the carbonation and has a little bit more flavor. Yeah, more of a beer. More, yeah. Yep. All right, so we got overall Surly scores. David, your lowest was this one, the Furious, four two. Then it was the Logic. Logic Bomb. Logic Bomb at 6-2. First Ave at 6-8. And then the Grapefruit at 7-5. Yeah, that probably checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine were Furious at 5-7. Logic Bomb at 6-6. Six, six. First Ave at 7-5. And Grapefruit 7-8. So bookends for me. And bookends for you. So we like... I feel like that's going to be a grain of salt. Typical. The Golden Lager and the Grapefruit Ale were the highest rated ones. What's your overall uh, pack, if you will, rating, rating of Surly? I would say, you know, I do think it was pretty good. Obviously, the Surly Furious brings it way, brings it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But with the IPA range, I would probably say it's around a 6.4, six, 6.5, six, right in the middle of the sixes. I think this one definitely brings it up, but I think this one kind of cancels out the... Um, you said six, the Surly Furious, six five, six five. Um, but I think it's like the, like you said, like with the uh, with the Furious. If you're an IPA person, that's probably solid. This is just more my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And the first Av, I the first Av was good. It was a good golden ale beer, and then the JPA had some good flavor. So I think it's a good brewery. Obviously, it's. I'm gonna give it a seven zero on the total. I'm gonna give it a point two bump for being a good local brewery with a lot of space and uh <laughs> what <laughs> nice spot to hang out there you go so we'll give it hey so if you're a brewery we'll out the there point two bump if you're a brewery out there a lot of space gets you a bump hey just wait for Uda pills that thing gets a plus four point four bump for being a nice yeah for being having a nice patio there's a lot of nice ones but the summer. we don't need it to take surly's uh don't take fire sh- yeah Come on. 7-0. There you go. 7-0 for me. 6-5 for Dave for the overall Surly Foursome pack. There it is. And that's what they call a review. A review. Okay. Bang, bang boogity. Let's, uh, let's get into college football. So we had a couple games so far. Um, we're going to go through kind of the big conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, USC smoked them. Notre Dame smoked them. So we don't feel like we need to talk about the Week 0 games. Yeah. However... We're going to talk about Wait, conferences. What'd you call it? Week, week zero? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what they call it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because like this weekend is the weekend week one. basically that everybody plays. Yeah. So that's week one. If you play before that, obviously week zero. Okay. So not that many uh, notable games in week zero. Name the two right there. But uh, we're going to go through the conferences. Uh, which one are we starting with? ACC? We can start with the ACC. Yeah, okay. Right, so the quickest one, to be We're going to go through... Contenders in each conference, some notable games when those are happening, Wild. and um, 
then we're going to just bop through all the conferences, and then we'll move on to NFL. Bang, bang. Okay, ACC, we got... Uh, I mean, I think you have two people. You have Florida State and Clemson. Like, I think you can talk... Like, North Carolina will be up there, but I think North Carolina... North Carolina's the third, but it's pretty much a two-horse race. Yes, yeah, two-horse race. Okay. Um, and I think, honestly, both teams have a shot at it. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Uh, both top 10 preseason ranked. Yep. Um, I think the difference is Clemson gets to play all their hard games at home. Yep. 100%. And Florida State pretty much has to play their two hard games. One neutral site. One One neutral, one away. At Clemson, yeah. Yeah. And I think that big game will be at Clemson. That'll obviously be tougher. I mean, when you look at Clemson's schedule, the only really other games like Notre Dame, but like you said, it's at home. Yeah, I think the ACC uh, is kind of in its own category of it's not a conference that kind of like eases its way into the season Mm -hmm. and then has all the good games or all the highly ranked or highly touted games at the end. Right. I feel like a lot of the other conferences have that where the ACC, like Florida State, basically the first month of the year, they have their two hardest games. And then the rest of them are against teams that aren't necessarily like slouches, but they're not ranked currently. Right. They get the hard stuff out of the way. Right. Yep. And then, like, the obviously September 3rd, this Sunday, is LSU Forest State. Yep. And then the next notable game would be the 23rd when Forest State plays Clemson. Yeah. And that's really it. And then in November, so not even any game in October... But in November, Notre Dame goes to Clemson at the first weekend in November. And then in mid- middle of November, the 18th, North Carolina goes to Clemson. And those are like the notable games. That's it. Yeah, and I really think, I mean, I think North Carolina will have, I mean, obviously their first game, South Carolina will not be a cakewalk. But I think besides that, like they really don't have, I mean, Gophers will be an L. But Besides that, I mean, like you said, at Clemson, their last game is really, or their second to last game is really their hardest game. Yep. And I, um, so. I and I want to say that this year is the first year that they don't have divisions it's in the ACC. ACC. So it's just all one. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the things, if it does at all. Right. Um, I think they do still have a championship game, right? Yes. So it will be the top two teams. Honestly, hopefully it's just Florida State, Clemson, whoever wins that. Could potentially get in the playoffs depending on how they do regular season. I think that's very yeah. Sad. I think you'll kind of see a preview of it when they play each other, and then at the but end it's of the year, so early. Out. Who knows yeah. what will change from? Well, and it will be at a neutral site for the championship, ACC championship. Yeah, which would be ideal. Yep. That's all we got, ACC. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing next? Big I Twelve. Just went in order, but I have all. All right, we'll do Big Twelve. Okay, so main main. Uh, Competitors: Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State. You got anybody else? Uh, I threw TCU in. Wait, who'd you say? Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State. I threw yeah. TCU in there because they could be, but I I do think that it'll be those three. And to be honest, Oklahoma has a big time prove it year because last year Oklahoma was not good. Mm-hmm. They were not good. So obviously, um, shout out Shawnee Mo, Texas. I have been harping on them. I think they will. Probably win the Big 12, but I also don't think they'll... I think they will lose potentially one or two games throughout the whole thing. They also, I feel like, play all the top teams. 
and don't play Alabama in week two. And that can't be said for the other teams in the Big 12. Oh, not at all. So, I mean, first game, or well, not first game, but first notable game, Texas at, at Alabama. Alabama. Yep. And then they play Oklahoma in, in like a month from there, so the beginning of October. Uh, you got TCU at Kansas State on the 21st of Oklahoma, or sorry, of October. And then you got Kansas State going to Texas at the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. The very next week, you got Texas at TCU. So they go back-to-back Kansas State and TCU. That'll yeah. be probably pretty tough. That is very tough. And that's why I think, I mean, here's the thing. When you look at TCU's schedule, they have to play at Kansas State and at Oklahoma. So those will be two good games. But that's the last game of the year and also the fifth to last game of the year. You get Texas at home, you kind of have a cakewalk to start your season. So they can make a push. But I, I do think, like I said, Oklahoma would be the other only team that I'm like, wow, they could potentially take this. But I do think it'll be Texas. Yeah. yeah Texas just has I think so much te- firepower. Yeah, Texas is the most logical choice. It's just that they have the hardest schedule too. Yeah. So they have the more potential to lose games because they're 100%. playing better teams. 100%. So that could bump them down a little bit. Yeah. But I think that's what happens though when you're thing. projected so good and you're so, I mean, you play the best teams. I mean, that Alabama game will be very interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were going to beat them last year, and then they, what, their quarterback got hurt? Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. What's the next one? Big Big Ten. All right, Big Ten. Uh, You got three on each side, and we're going three on each side. It is crazy. (laughs) I will say this, and this is not to sound bad, but, like, the three on one side are, let's just call it spades, spades, significantly better than the three on the other side. Well, you got the three that are in the top eight. In yeah. the preseason rankings, yeah, you got two in the top five, two in the top five, and those are the top three to win the Big Ten. Yeah. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, yeah, clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. Mm-hmm. Then you got Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, yeah. And honestly, it's so interesting to me because the two sides, and granted, this year is the last year that we'll have the sides, yeah. but. Uh, it's so interesting. I feel like each side of the conference has a specific play style that they tend to lean towards. 100%. I mean, I think when you look at the Gopher side with Wisconsin and Iowa, granted, maybe it'll be different this year with Wisconsin. Out. Yeah, but Wisconsin, different quarterback, different coach, potentially yeah, going to go air more. But you do look at Iowa, they've always been a run-heavy team. You even look at the Gophers, run-heavy team. Mm-hmm. Granted, now even with the Gophers, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, you have Ethan coming back. Yep. Then you have to have a new running back for the last four years. I mean, Mo's been there. Yep. So, like, will you throw more? You have Ottman Bell coming back. Sure, you have some other wide receivers. But it will just be – it definitely is interesting because when you look at Michigan and I think you look at Ohio State and even potentially Penn State, they're just overall all around. Like, Michigan is a very solid team. Mm-hmm. They can throw it. They'll run it. They'll do whatever. So, it's like – and defensively, they're just better. Right. Like, I mean, let's call it space. Maybe yep. just better. That's right. So – uh, let's see. We got some notable games. We got Iowa at Penn State. That's mm-hmm. really the first one that on the twenty third of September. So yeah, a lot until of these, then, it's kind of just like. Eh. I think the only one that I mean, out of that's in conference, out of conference, like when the Gophers go to North Carolina, that will be an interesting game. Yeah, we, we just might be about, able to learn some stuff about the Gophers. But I think when you talk about yes, inner schedule, well, even Ohio State has to go to Notre Dame too. But yes, that Iowa at Penn State game will be very interesting. Penn State people have Penn State making the Final Four. Right, which, which is wild. 
I know it's hard to play in Penn State, but I don't know if they have the firepower to play. It's hard to envision them jumping not only Michigan, but also Ohio State and whatever order you want to jump them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. After that, you got Iowa at Wisconsin the 14th of October. Yep. And then on the 21st of October, you got Penn State at Ohio State the same day Minnesota plays at Iowa. That's a big day. Yeah, I think you have a big weeks. You have big time weeks where it's like the Gophers have to play Wisconsin. Then you play at Iowa. You also play at Ohio State. Yes, Wisconsin is your last game at home, which it, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have to go to Iowa, that's going to be tough. And when you have to go to Ohio State, that's even tougher. Well, yeah, so that's rivalry week, right? So Wisconsin goes to Minnesota and Ohio State goes to Michigan. Yeah. That's the same day. 100%. Wait. On the 20th. Oh, the last week of the game? Yeah, yeah. I think think week eight, too, when Penn State goes to at Ohio State and then we have to play at Iowa, I think that's a big week, too. Yeah, yeah. Because that will show you what Penn State can do. I mean, Penn State's, you got to beat Ohio State if you want to be the number one on that that side. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Michigan goes to Penn State week 11, too, which... On the 11th, yeah. Which also will be a very good game, but it's tough, man. It's tough to go on the road college football. I mean, Ohio State does have a pretty tough schedule. Very tough schedule. Which, I mean, That fun. probably aids in... I mean, we talked about it before. It'll come down to Michigan-Ohio Michigan, State game. We think, yeah. But here's the thing is, even when if Ohio State, let's say they have to play Notre Dame and they lose to Notre Dame, but Notre Dame goes undefeated or pretty close... That's better to I mean, lose to a no- better team like that than to lose to something yeah, if, else. If Notre Dame goes undefeated, then they for sure uh, deserve to be in the playoff. 100%. Because we already t- said that they're playing at Clemson. They also play, is it home or away against Ohio State? I'm pretty sure it's home against Ohio State. Okay, so it's home against Ohio State. They also play USC at home, right? So yep. that's literally three teams who we think are going to be competing for, if not win their conference. Oh, so, yeah. if they go undefeated, then they for sure deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, you could even argue, depending on who they lose to and when it happens, then if they have one loss, it's at least an argument. 100%. And, I mean, with a new quarterback, you're going to – obviously, expectations are higher. So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we the Big Ten is literally the same teams every year. So, yeah, it's always going to be a toss-up. And it will be interesting next year once the realignment comes. But true, 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 true. See what happens. And no split divisions. Uh, what do we got? Pac-12 next? Uh, okay, we got ma- four main teams with a fifth on the outside. Just mm-hmm. barely looking in. Uh, USC, Washington, Utah, Oregon. I feel like, honestly, that's basically the same exact teams from last year. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I think it's USC's conference to lose. Yep. I mean, obviously, week one, their offense looked very good. Caleb Williams looked very good, played very well. But I think the if you're going to nitpick, I mean, giving up 28 points to San Jose is not good. Not good. And so is it the same story always under Lincoln-Riley teams, like they don't play defense? I don't know. It was a problem last year. Problem last year. They're fun to watch offensively. But I, I think they have, a, they have to go to Notre Dame. That's a very tough game. They play at Oregon. I mean, they play Utah. I mean, it's just... They play all the top teams in their conference. 100%. And they got to do it. I think they have to do it, though. And if they can win those games, that'll just show, like, hey, we're good enough to make the Final Four. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I think the hardest part with this is Washington just lost their running back. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. I think they'll be fine. They're good defensively. Utah is the one team that, like, will be very interesting. I think. I think but Oregon's they might not have too, their quarterback either. 
Right. So it just all comes down to that. So, I mean, you got to stay healthy. You got to do all that stuff. And by the end of the year, last year, Caleb Williams. Oregon was State up. could be a sneaky team. Oregon They're State. They're supposed to be decent. Yeah. They're on the outside looking in right now. They're just barely a little bit back in the preseason rankings, but. I think they have some talent. They got the Clemson quarterback from TJ last year. Or two years ago or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, last year. They, uh, I think they got some potential. It'll just be interesting to see how they match up against the other top teams in the conference. Yeah. But I mean, they get to play Utah at home and Washington at home. Right. The nice part is these teams are all playing each other at the top there. So as the season goes on, you'll have some clarity on who's the best team. thousand percent. And for their sake they just hope that once there's a team that starts to win those games then they keep winning those games so that they have a chance to play out because if usc beats washington but washington beats utah and utah beats usc then that's the worst case scenario for the pac-12 because if there isn't one clear team that is winning all those games then they got no shot at the playoff right no shot we'll see what happens yeah Last one, SEC here. Mainly two teams on each side. Georgia, Tennessee on one side. Alabama, LSU on the other side. Yeah. Uh, I think the the other two teams, Ole Miss and Texas A&M, I think they're a little bit further back than they need to be. I think they need a lot to be of able help to catch them. Too with, like, oh, you talk about Ole Miss. So Ole Miss has to play at Tulane. Mm-hmm. It's, like, early on in the season. And then they have to play Alabama. And, but it's like you look at like Georgia. Georgia's one game is like at Tennessee. I mean, they don't have other teams really that are that hard. Yeah, but they don't need other teams that are that hard because they no because they're at number one already. One hundred percent. I'm just saying when you look at their schedule, it's like okay, that game is the one game to circle for Georgia. Alabama has a little bit harder where it's like Texas, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A&M. A&M potentially. I mean, you look at it, it's just like there's a lot of potential. And you look, remember last year. I'm pretty sure it was Alabama versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M. It came down to the last play. They almost should have lost. They stopped the two-point conversion because the team went to go for the win instead of the extra point to go to overtime. Mm. Or it was like a touchdown at the end of the game. They almost could have lost. Yeah. And you have a new quarterback coming in, I mean, obviously. So I think this big first game, LSU versus Florida State, if LSU can win it, that obviously just gives them so much momentum rolling through the season. Yep, exactly. So, let's see. I agree. Uh, we're good there. I just don't think anyone knocks off Georgia, to be honest. I mean, they have one clo- one hard game, and then that's it. I mean, if they win all the games up until the SEC championship, even if they lose the SEC championship, they're in the Final Four. Correct. Period. So, Yeah, so I'm not worried about them. Yep. If you're looking for a lock in your Final Four, pick Georgia's Georgia. probably the one to go with. Yep, pick Georgia. But then again, it won't help you with the odds. I mean, odds are probably minus. Um, yes. Okay, that's good for college football today. We're moving on to NFL. So we're going to talk a little bit fantasy since who doesn't love a little fantasy? Yeah. And most drafts are either happened or happening coming up. Yep. Either last weekend, this or coming weekend, or I guess early maybe next week. Early that's next way week. late. Yeah, if you were yeah. really worried about uh, <laughs> injuries. injuries. Or something, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe for the people that draft coming up. Maybe it would have been better for Jonathan Taylor news. One thousand percent. If 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 you went this week compared to last week, this week way better. You know not to draft. I mean, here's if, a flyer. For if you. you had to, if you had to draft him, where would you draft him? Now or late? Before? Now. I mean, before uh, it was like third round. If he gets to the fourth round, it's like okay. If he's 
Because uh, all signs were pointing to them probably trading him and getting some return there. Yeah. So then he's good to go. And it's like, okay, if you can get a stud running back in the fourth round, yeah. like if he was completely healthy, all things normal, he'd be end of the first round, early second, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, like people forget, like he was RB1 two years ago. Exactly. Literally RB one. Yeah. So I mean, you, shout out Ryan Rieger drafted him first overall last year. Tough, but that is tough. I'm just saying, like you look at him now, I think you almost even put him in the same boat as like an Alvin Kamara, where you're just taking a flyer. The difference with him and Alvin Al- Kamara, but listen, the difference with him and Alvin Kamara, no, in the fifth or sixth round, is you know Alvin Kamara is coming back to play. You don't know if Jonathan Taylor is coming back to play. I don't think they're in the same boat because Alvin Kamara is coming back after three games. Jonathan Taylor has to miss at least four. Yeah, but I think if he's on a team that he wants to play for, he'll come back week five. That is if he's... But that's what I'm saying is you don't know if he's actually coming back. You don't. So that's the difference. putting him in the same boat? I would say potentially, but I I would not draft Jonathan Taylor even in the 12th round. Really? Nope, don't want him. Bad for the mojo on the team. (laughs) Bad team chemistry guy. I mean, I just think that's so tough. I mean... Yeah, that is tough. I don't know. Tough for Anthony Richardson, too. Sheesh. But we already was. talked about that. Yeah. Uh, as you can tell, we like fantasy football. Um, so we had one draft that happened. Second draft coming up tomorrow for both of us. Separately. Technically Wednesday. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. I guess technically Wednesday. Uh, so for this section on fantasy, we're going to go uh, first five rounds. Mm-hmm. We're going to say the top ten guys... Um, that are well the 10 guys that are that have an adp in that round so adp stands for average draft position come on chris nice i was letting you oh come on chris i was letting you take the cup i love how we know what adp means but we don't know what ip means i mean (laughs) i did say it i thought i knew it but i didn't want to spoil we need more confidence yep uh okay adp so the, t- the 10 guys that are most in most leagues being drafted in that round. Yep. Uh, we're going to say the guy who we think is most likely to bust, and we are going to say the guy who we think is most likely to exceed expectations and have a great year. Yeah, and I think when we say bust, I think it's more so like, okay, not living up to your ADP. Like, not bust as in like, okay, this guy's going to... Be it could be dog. one or the other. Dog, yeah, technically. I'm just Either. saying, like, if you have a guy whose ADP is five, or you have an ADP who's yeah five, and you you think he's gonna fall to like the tenth or fifteenth overall best player, that's probably more so than bust. I don't think any of these guys are gonna bust unless injury happens. Potentially, yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in the first round, it's gonna be tough. Hundred you know? percent. But as we get into the third, fourth, fifth rounds, might be able to see some things. All right, yeah. so. First round ADP, you got Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, B. John Robinson, Stephon Diggs, Nick Chubb. Those are the top 10 in terms of ADP. Mm-hmm. Out of those 10, who do you think is most likely to have a down year? I think out of the top 10, like those 10 guys, I mean, I've never been big on tight ends. I don't think Travis Kelsey will do what his ADP. I mean, I know he's always the first tight end going off the board, but I think when you look at those guys, there's such a discrepancy between those guys and the next tier. Like, yes, he's the best tight end. 
yes, he's a pass catcher. Yes, he's probably going to average 15 points. But, like, yes, he might have one game over 40. These guys, like, you look at Tyreek Hill last year, had, like, two games over, like, 35. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, Justin Jefferson's had those games. I mean, I just am never big on tight ends either in the first round because I think it just is hard to set up. Like, I always feel like for my busted bust guy, I guess, for ADP, I would say Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I just think I just don't like tight ends in the first round. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. You solidify that spot, but I don't know. I just don't I just don't know. Like, last year he was so good, and it's like, can he keep doing this year after year? I mean, I guess he does. He's just getting older too, but we'll see. Yeah, at some point you kind of expect it to stop. But I would say mine, I think Austin Eckler's going to take a step back. Um, he'll still be Fairly good, but I th- don't think he's going to return the first-round value just because there were so many games that all the wide receivers were hurt last year. Mm-hmm. And so, and now you had a new offensive coordinator who wants yep. to throw it a lot more. New but, offensive coordinator and also like he won't have all those dump-downs because Justin Herbert actually has the wide receivers to throw to. Yeah, and he's Justin Herbert wants from to experience throw. wants to chuck it. Yes. I mean, the guy's got a cannon. So. Absolute rocket. Uh, so I think he's going to take a step back. I also think that uh, it'll be it'll be somewhat interesting to watch as Bijan Robinson gets acclimated into the NFL. Yeah. I think he's a really good talent, but I think it is harder to understand the jump from college to football and or college to NFL. the college yeah. to the NFL until you're actually in it. Yes, he's a really good player, but will that necessarily translate one to one college to NFL? Yeah, not sure. I mean, I think for him too, he's just—I mean, he like you said, he has all the talent, and you watch these preseason videos or whatever, and it's like, yes, he's talented. Yes, he can run. Yes, he can catch the ball, but like he's not probably used to getting hit by these guys 20, 30 times a game. I mean, the NFL is different. It is different. And I think, too, I mean, I think he could be one of those guys where, yes, he's a rookie, and maybe this is, like, his time where it's like, okay, he's going to solidify himself as a top-five running back every year going forward. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I think he's the one question mark out of those guys. I mean, you look at the rest of the guys like Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, without injury, those guys should finish top-five in their position, if not. Who do you think's the the most likely out of those ten to – return extreme value and be a very key piece of a championship run for a fantasy team? Um, I would say... I mean, I think I think it's Christian McCaffrey. I think he should be RB1. He's got all the talent. He, should, he could score a decent amount of points. I just think the biggest thing now in year two with Brock Purdy, I think he will just continue to excel. Obviously, injuries have happened, but... I think he's just such a good pass catcher that he'll just get so many more points that way. And they love just dumping it off. I don't think they – I mean, that whole offense is just short crossing passes. Yeah. So. I mean. It was between him and I think – I do think if Tua stays healthy, I think Tyreek Hill could be very good. Yeah, I think. I just think Tyreek Hill – fine, too. Well, of course, because I'm your team. <laughs> but I think Tyreek Hill is one of those guys where, like, he has the potential every time he touches the ball to go score. Right. But if the hardest part with him, and it's not – I mean, you could say about a lot of guys, but, like, Tua has injury problems, and if Tua's not playing, Tyreek Hill's value definitely goes down a little bit. He's still a great wide receiver, but it's the same way with Cooper Cup. He's already injured, and the season hasn't even started. That's yeah. not a good Cooper start. Cooper Cup's injured himself. Tyreek is worried about the injury risk of 100%. somebody else. Yeah. Um, 
And then I also think Chris McCaffrey's in a little bit of the same boat with Cooper Cup. Is he himself has had some injury mm-hmm. issues in the past? Yeah. So I could totally see it where they don't give him the full workload all year. He'll still be plenty fine and yeah. and score a lot of fantasy points. But I think knowing his past injury risk, then that they have a very good backup and they'll acclimate him into the game plan as well. Wait, who are you Elijah about? Mitchell. Oh, I don't think Elijah Mitchell's that good. But um I think he's I think he's serviceable. But I do think yeah, I agree with that. I just think he's such a big part of that offense that yeah. we'll see what happens. So that's true. Uh alright, next ten we got Saquon, C D Lamb, AJ Brown, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Garrett Wilson, Jalen Hurts. Most likely to have a down year. Go. Um, I don't know. That's tough. I want to say Patrick Mahomes, but he keeps doing it year over year. I just think if you draft a quarterback that early, this is fantasy now. You're taking a huge risk because the difference between... I mean, Patrick Mahomes probably last year averaged 22, 23 points a game. Maybe more, 24, 25? Probably around there, yeah. And like the next quarterback probably averaged 21, 22. So I just think the value at drafting a quarterback right there is so hard. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at it, I truly do think now, obviously this is also, he's on my team, but like Tony Pollard could literally be in the top two or three running backs to finish the year. I mean, he's the guy, he was an RB8 last year in fantasy and he split time with Zeke. Yeah. He finished RB8 and he split time with their starting running back. He's now the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he could finish top three running backs. So he's the opposite of the bust. He's the boom. Patrick Mahomes was the not. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I think, A.J. Brown potentially has, uh, is potentially going to be lower than expectations. Uh, because one, I don't think that offense really wants to throw it a lot. And they also have a very good other receiver. And so I think that the combination of wanting to run and not being the main guy could potentially bring his value down compared to what you would get from Devonta Smith like round and a half later. Yeah. I think it's crazy because I think last Devonta Smith last year had more catches than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown just had like 1,400 yards. Mm-hmm. But you also have to remember, um, I mean, their number one guy, I mean, Dallas Goddard, their tight end, was also hurt for a long time. Yeah. That's another option. Their running back was literally non-existent. Now you have... They have a lot of good options. Four running backs. Yeah. Three, four running backs. They have a lot of good options. So I definitely think that's definitely part of it. I think A.J. Brown is very good. But after last year, I mean, last year he was, like, he was a superstar. I mean, yeah. He had fourteen hundred yards. I mean, he was very. No, yeah, he's a very good player. I just think that he'll be a little bit lower than expectations. Yep. Uh, the person who I think is going to exceed expectations, I think the the hot choice would be Garrett Wilson. Yeah. But I think C.D. Lamb is going to dominate this year. I think he should. I, it will be interesting to see. I mean, I think at some point, not only the Cowboys but like everyone that does fantasy, like. Is Dak Prescott ever going to improve? I think CD's going to freaking dominate this year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Dak has to improve. Dak is so bad. And now you add Brandon Cooks, granted, and, I mean, potentially Tony Pollard out of the backfield. I think that 
those that offense, the running back, wide receivers, everybody, like that could be one of the best in the league. Yeah. And they have overall they've shown signs of that in the 100%. past. I mean they did lose Dalton Schultz. I have no idea who their tight end is, but I just think Dak, Sorry. like this is potentially Dak where it's like, hey Dak, you gotta do something. Gotta do it. Like you gotta throw more it, interceptions than stuff, and it's like, dude. It's true. This is your time, man. So all right, next ten we got Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, <laughs> we can't say it. we're He's taking done. him out from the bus category because that's obvious. Yeah. Uh, so we got Josh Allen, Jalen Waddle, Josh Jacobs, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon. Most likely to be lower than expectations and a highlight. So I think out of that list, I think it's crazy because I do think I mean. Good running back, complete volume running back, but like Najee Harris, I just don't think is very good. Mm-hmm. He averaged like three yards a carry last year. Granted, he gets like twenty rushes, yep. but like that's it. And now they they really do try to incorporate this Jalen Warren kid yep. into the office. So I think he'll definitely be a step down. Um, I think Chris Olave will be the one that thrives. I think this could be. I mean, people are talking about Chris Olave like he's God's gift, and I think now that he has the quarterback and Derek Carr, I think he should excel, mm-hmm. and he could be very good too. For that team, yep. who doesn't really have a running game until week four. Yep, uh, I'm gonna go lower than expectations. T. Higgins. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the thrive behind T. Higgins. I don't either. Like, is he that good? <laughs> like, he's supposed to. I think he's good. But, but that first, for second round, like those names. I know. The the third Higgins. round. Yeah, it it seems a little rich for my blood, and also. Uh, I mean, you expect Joe Burrow to be plenty fine, but him already being hurt doesn't help. I think Jamar Chase will be fine regardless. Uh, But I think T. Higgins will be the one that feels any issue with the health of Joe Burrow more so than Jamar Chase. Obviously, he's their guy. So yeah, I mean they need that. That offense needs Cincinnati. Cincinnati's offense needs Joe Burrow. I mean they just need it, and they do. They have a lot of weapons with Mixon. You have Irv Smith Jr. now, who's probably below average. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all those guys. I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I don't understand. I'll agree to that. I don't understand the the hip hop about T. Higgins. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he had seventy four catches for a thousand yards, but like I don't remember hearing that much. And granted, because he's probably behind George Mar Chase. Yeah. So it's like okay, you had a great season, but like third round, that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also will go with Chris Olave. I think he's gonna have a great year this year. I mean, people are talking like he's. Yeah, he should. They're talking it, so yeah. he's gonna have to have a great year. I also will say this: I don't think. Good, but I mean. Mark Andrews is a good tight end. It's the same story we talked about. Mark Andrews is already banged up. Mm-hmm. He's also the tight end. But if he's healthy, he's then very good. It'll be good because they got that new offense coordinator. It should be so good. They want to throw it more. Yeah, you have weapons, and your running back is literally yeah. one working leg. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, next round, fourth round, we got Lamar Jackson, Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Jameer Gibbs. Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I think... Uh, and Amari Cooper. So I'm going to go with, I think Debo is going to definitely take a step back. I think, and we've talked about this at draft day, I think Debo in that offense is literally the... So you have McCaffrey, and I think Brandon Ayuk is even better for that than Debo. I think Debo's versatility is great, but it would be great because they didn't have McCaffrey, so he could go run it. Now you have McCaffrey, so why would you hand it to Debo? Right. Sure, maybe once a game, but... Debo's not a great Kittle. catch. And yeah, you have George Kittle. So I think Debo will definitely take a step back. Um, 
the one who will thrive. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see how Calvin Ridley will do. I mean, that's been the huge talk of the town with that offense. Like I said in my picks, too, I think Trevor Lawrence will break his or go over his pass yards. That offense should be electric to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think Calvin Ridley could. And people forget before, Cal- Calvin Ridley sat out last year not because of an injury. Because he was suspended because of gambling. He didn't get hurt. Right. So it's like the year before that, he was pretty dang good. Very good. I mean, he was Matt Ryan's favorite target. Yeah, he was. He used to ball out. Yeah, he did. That was your boy for a little bit. <laughs> I love Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Uh, I think the lower the expectation, I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs. I know, oh! I know he's on your team. Selfish. But the reason I'm picking him is because I think there's a gigantic hype train on him. And so anything but greatness is Pretty going tough. to be lower than expectations. And so I think that combined with... It's a very similar situation to last year. I think Jameer Gibbs has a, a little bit higher potential than DeAndre Swift, but I also think David Montgomery's better than Jamal what Jamal Williams. Williams would bring. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of closes the gap between the expectations for Gibbs compared to David Montgomery. He's going to eat into that. He could potentially be all of the or a lot of the goal line stuff. Mm-hmm. So I Touchdowns think. Yeah, I think I think that combined with anything but greatness is going to be lower than expectations for Jameer Gibbs. So we're going to go with him for that. And I think in terms of guy that who could be uh, very good, um, I'm going to go with. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a great year. I think for Lamar, it's the same. I think it's just the same thing. It's as like long health, as he's health. got the weapons that yeah. he that he has on the team that are healthy, yeah. I think him. His skill set combined with the new offensive coordinator, I think the as time has gone on and it's getting closer to the season, I feel like the Ravens are starting to grow on me a little bit more. And it's well, like, they, oh dang, they should be actually very good. And the Ra- a lot of people have the Ravens contending for that division. Yeah, against the Bengals, who Whatever everybody is tip. like. The, the Bengals, Bengals have always been the Bengals. Yeah, but I, I do think with those guys, I think the hard part is. Like, even backing up on your Jameer Gibbs, it's almost just like you're hoping that he can catch a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping, I mean, the Lions last year scored, what, the most points in the NFL on average? Pretty close. I don't know. They also gave a up lot, the most points. A lot of points, yeah. So it's like behind. And I think the thing is, David Montgomery will definitely eat into his, which makes it tough. But, I mean, I think he is a better version of DeAndre Swift. I think mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And I, I do think Lamar Jackson, obviously, his running ability is what makes him so, so fantastic, true. too. So. Uh, all right, fifth round, last one that we're doing. We got Brees Hall, Keenan Allen, TJ Hawkinson, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Kenneth Walker, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, which I think would be a wash. I don't think we should pick him. George Kittle and Christian Watson. Huh. Yeah, that's tough. I think there's, I mean, there's some decent the players fifth, in there, but the, the fifth round is, this is wild. The, those guys dropped off. I think these guys dropped off way harder. Like, Brees Hall? I know the fifth round. Honestly, I was even just looking at our fifth round from our fantasy league, and I was like, honestly, none of the guys that are listed here are like, oh my gosh, this is such a great pick. I mean, the one guy. I mean, if you need a quarterback, sure, those are two good quarterbacks. But I think like the guy, like in this. I mean, Keenan Allen was he named? Uh, yeah, he was. I think Keenan Allen would be the guy that goes off. I mean, you have a now throwing offense. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy, he's the focal point every time. And every time he's played in a game, he seems like he gets 15, 20 points. Yep. Catches everything. And then, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't remember who was really named, but I'm going to go with, like, I don't think George Kittle's that great. No, not not in fantasy. He's a great tight end. He's a great person. he loves blocking. He loves blocking, but when you look at the tight ends, it's literally Travis Kelsey up here. You have a big step down to Mark Andrews, and then the left of the guys are literally, like, right here. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because, I mean, you look at it, it's like George Kittle's one of those guys that, yes, you would want him on your your football team. Fantasy-wise, sure, he might have one or two games where it's good, but, like, no, he's a blocker. He loves to block. I don't want that in my tight end. Stay out of the way. Yeah. So I think George Kittle, and there's just too many options already on that team. You have a, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think George Kittle's worth a fifth-round pick. I think those other guys. I'm going to go DJ Moore uh, because to be a good wide receiver, you need a quarterback that can throw the ball, and I don't think Justin Fields can throw the ball very well. Uh, it also doesn't help that he's in Chicago, and it's usually fairly windy and crappy weather out so that aids in that take uh so i don't think he's gonna be a dominant wide receiver um somebody who i think's gonna do well in this round i think Keenan Allen's up the clear choice but i'll go tj hawkinson if he figures out his ear infection and uh contracting if he's still around in minnesota then i think he's going to have an excellent year with all of the extra weapons that we have. Jettas, Jordan Addison, Alexander Madison's pretty good too. Uh, KJ Osborne, also good. Yeah. Uh, do you think this whole all sitting, guys, sitting out is literally ear and everything or do you think it's just because he wants the contract? Literally contract? no idea. I, I mean, yeah, it was it first it was ear fun. and then it was like, oh, my ear is good. I'm back to my back or something. I'm just sitting out. Now yeah. it's like, what, dude? Yeah, I don't know. And but, I get he wants to change the tight end game and stuff. I'm sure he get, deserves to get paid but like, dude, like, Let's play. Okay. Wow. Like, I mean, I, let's go try to win a Super Bowl, big dog. Yeah, like you got the weapons, finally. That's though. right. So I think if he plays and he's in Minnesota, I think he could have a great year. I think he could as well, yeah. Uh, all right. We're good there? We are good. For today? Yeah. Okay, let's do Fade 4 quick to wrap it up. We're going Fade 4, uh, State Fair Foods because the State Fair is going on. I don't know if you guys are from Minnesota. Or if you live out of state, but if you... If you do live out of state, you should come visit during this time. If you're looking for a good state fair, Minnesota, number two in traffic, only to Texas. So that's pretty good. It's around 2 million visitors in the, what is it, about 13 days that it's open. Friday to Labor Day. And... uh, Thursday to Labor Day. Oh yeah, Thursday to Labor Day. So that'd be one week plus... One, two, three, four days. That'd be eleven days. Yep. So it's open eleven it's days. Quick. Um, second most trafficked state fair in the country to Texas, and it's uh, if you haven't looked at the concert list this year, great list. Yeah, some would say it's probably the best concert list in a while. You I mean, Florida Georgia Line was pretty good, but this has like Keith Urban. Yeah, the chicks. Chicks. That was banging. I heard. Yeah, the chicks are pretty good. Uh, you got Jonas Brothers the last, on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, you got, I mean, even Bastille is coming as a like a, an opener type to one of them. You got Duran Duran. You, you really hit all, uh, all walks of life here. It's actually crazy. So, I don't know what the deal is with uh, Bastille, but Bastille also came to like the Days by the Church thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, is he a Minnesota guy? I think it's a group. Or it's a group? But I'm just yeah. saying, are they Young Gravy? Yeah, and Young Gravy. Well, that's so, 
Laney Wilson? Not there. Not no. A different place. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of people going. A lot of a lot of good talent at the Grandstand. So if you're looking for good food and a nice concert and good vibes, check out the Minnesota State Fair. But we're doing uh, top four, fray four, uh, state things you can get at the State Fair. We're doing requirements are at least one food, at least one drink. The other two can be uh, anything. Yep. You want to call it in the air, Chris? Yeah, heads. I'll go second. Okay. I'm going to go blueberry beer from the Surly. Or not Surly. Unreal. You don't even know where it's from. Well, it's from the little shack. I can picture the shack. It's right by the corner. What brewery is it from? Uh, Summit. No, it's not from Summit. What? It's not. What is it from? I mean, you've got to be able to know what brewery it's from. The blueberry beer? Yes. I thought it was a Summit. No. What are you talking about? It's not. What is it from? Grain Belt. That's what it was. It's from Shells. No, there's a Grain Belt one. It's the Grain Belt Blueberry one. Yeah. That's a Grain Belt. It, the, the sign says Grain Belt. No, it says Shells. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll take Blueberry Beer, so. Okay. That's my one beverage. Okay. Because I knew you wanted it. I did want it very badly. Has a little slushy on top. Yeah. That's tough. Um, I'm going to go with. Are you writing these down? You want me to write them down? I got them in my. Oh, we know how that works. I'll write them down. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, mouth trap cheese curds, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see, I'll go with. Um, There's just so many options. It's like fantasy draft all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. your second pick. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a very important pick. Uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the um, we'll go with Sweetmakers cookies. Okay. Did you know uh, there's I saw on TikTok that there's like a different cheese curd place. I know Mouth Trap, but it has like there's like four different flavors they give you. I've never even heard of that. Like in one bucket, but I've only gone to this mouse trap. Irrelevant. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, deep fried Oreos as my second, and I'm gonna go with Pronto Pub. Nice. You got two more, sir. I'll go with. Uh, one has to be a beverage. I know it does. I'll go with uh, so does that have to be a specific beer? Are you just gonna give a whole stand? Or what are you gonna say? I was gonna say the Liney Lodge. But I can specify it if you need me well, to. Well I mean, sure, if you want. I mean, is that just a beer place so they can get whatever they want? Well it's it more of a place. It has it? all of the line and Kugel beers. Well if you had to name one, what would you say? Summer Shandy. But specifically at the Liney Lodge for the ambiance of the stage that they a lot of times have live music. Um, so then my last one, I'm gonna go with, I'm between two, quite similar. Uh, are they deep fried? Because One of them is. <laughs> well, then how are they similar? Okay, go. I'm gonna go with uh, the deep fried pickles. 
Okay, nice pick. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, my last pick is going to be the duck bacon wontons. I was going to go with the pickle pizza, but... that's That was what I was between. Yeah. That's why they're similar. Pickle pizza, deep fried pickles. Yeah. Ooh, you went with the deep fried pickles? Yeah. Okay. Because they're more of a classic. They've been around longer. They have. They have. Uh, we didn't give mention. one. We didn't give one new food. I don't think there's nothing new. No, there's a uh, not on our list. Not on our list. But the one main one that I, I we were gonna try on Saturday when I went, but cheese curd pretzel. Yes, and the line was insanely long. Yeah. It would have taken forty five minutes uh, at least an hour to Is get there through. There's only one the stand. Literally, the Green Mill stand, and they only had one, like, side. So, the, there was one line. Okay. Where, like, last year, the pickle pizza line, it was also very long. Yeah. But, you had two lines. One going one way, one going the other way. They had two windows, yeah. right? The Green Mill stand, they only had one window, and they had one line. So, oh, there was only terrible. one way to get into it. And it would have taken for sure at least an hour to get there. Yeah. So aren't they on the same road as the pickle pizza? Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Pretty close. They're just a little bit down from That's crazy. each other. That's crazy. So, I mean, I guess when you first start out and you're brand new, you really don't know how it's gonna go. You don't, yeah, you don't. So you just hope. And I mean, honestly, if you're on the cheese curd bandwagon or if you're on the pickle bandwagon, chances are it's going to be a decent choice. Yeah. So I'd also say you can't beat the cookies with milk. You dip them in the little milk. Yeah, I think it's overrated. The milk. It's two dollars for unlimited. You yeah. get a big box. Of but then you gotta sit around and wait there. Well, yeah. The best part about the cookies is you grab them and then you eat them on the shuttle on the way back to your car. Yeah, but that's hard. They're just filling up so much. I will say also, I will say also, cookies leftover not that great. You gotta put them, warm them up. Well, yeah, you can warm them up. They're just not as good as they are fresh. I think they're good overall. They're obviously the staple. Stop trying to bring my list down. Oh, I don't need to bring your list down. If this doesn't go one way, people are... And I'm not saying which way it should go. But if people are... People are. I'm not saying it. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. See what people have. Also, shout out. Have you ever had the duck bacon wonton? Not the duck bacon. Uh, big fat bacon. That's decent, too. Or the corn. I thought you were going to go to corn. No, You're a corn guy. No, I'm not. No, what? You get corn the, on everything. You get corn on Chipotle. Fair. Not at the fair. Oh, I... Never been on that kick. Wow. I heard it's really good, but... So you don't get it either? I'm not a corn guy. That's why I said it's for you. Mm. I'm not a corn guy. Yeah. I'm not a corn guy just in general. No, I would I say no the things that I would have potentially thought about was the pickle pizza. Um, and then maybe like a malt. Like I thought, the dairy barn? Yeah, from the dairy barn. Chocolate, Otherwise, vanilla, strawberry... No, usually I get vanilla. Vanilla? Yeah. What's your go-to flavor? I actually do like strawberry, to be honest. It's kind of weird, but... That is weird. Yeah. Hmm. But Alyssa doesn't like it, so that means I actually need to eat something. Nice. So, yeah. All right. There, there you go. go. So, that's it. What is that? Season... Episode four. Still season three. We're still on season three, people. <laughs> Episode four. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace.